David Graham is a speaker, author, businessman, former pastor, and founding director of Youth with a Mission Montana. He is also the author of the song, In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, which is a short, biblically-based, and encouraging devotional influenced by David's lifetime of personal moments. These moments are shared with a heart to encourage and inspire you to see Him, our Heavenly Father, at work in your own moments. I know this is David's heart in sharing because he has spent my lifetime speaking hope and encouragement into my own heart. If you would, take a few minutes and listen today. I am really proud of the things that he has done throughout his life, but what I am most proud of and grateful for is for the kind of dad, daddy, he has been to me. Three episodes ago, the one I called the spirit in the chair, I began sharing about those above the natural life-changing moments in 1982, when for three consecutive mornings, I met with the counselor, as Jesus called him, the Holy Spirit, in my little ministry center office. I saw him with my mind's eye. With my inner ear, I could hear him speak to my spirit. The following interaction is what took place on the second morning. The Holy Spirit continued where he left off the morning before when he said, The Father doesn't want you emotionally healed just so you can cope. He wants you healed so you can conquer. The Spirit now went a step further. David, not only do we want you to be on the offense, we want you to plan ahead. We want you to look forward to your next opportunity. This was principle number three. Pardon me? I asked. That's right. Look forward to your next opportunity to conquer. I want you to say out loud, I look forward to it. Now for me, the next obvious opportunity for battle was the coming Sunday morning. Oddly enough, although I had been in the ministry for almost a dozen years, there were still moments when I feared public speaking. I know what you're thinking. A pastor afraid of public speaking? That's like an airline pilot afraid of flying. But as an associate pastor, I had often tried to avoid public speaking. Well, I had just been asked to speak the next Sunday. And now, with the memories of my recent panic attacks, the Holy Spirit was asking me to look forward to it. But I didn't look forward to it. Go ahead, David. Say you look forward to it. Thoroughly puzzled, but compliant, I said the words, I, uh, I, I look, um, forward to it. Making the last three words into one quick one. The spirit paused, wrinkled up his face somewhat, and, like I did, ran three words into one. What was that? I cleared my throat and swallowed. Again, he said. Uh, I look forward to it? Now, leaning on one elbow, he smiled and motioned with the first two fingers on his right hand, as if to draw the words out of my mouth one more time. 
I picked up on a signal and cleared my throat again. <clears throat> I look forward to it. One more time the smile, one more time the signal. I was beginning to get his message. He was teaching me how to soul talk. I look forward to it. It shocked me how certain I had just sounded. He smiled and signaled a third time. I, I look forward to it. No more signal, just a smile. I look forward to it. After I don't know how many more ecstatic I look forward to it, he stuck up both hands in the air as if to say, you can stop now. I look, I stopped mid-sentence. In a matter of moments, my whole attitude had changed. I was shocked at how different I felt. All of a sudden, a profound confidence surged through me. And I, my soul, was actually looking forward to it. The spirit smiled again. Then he paused for some time, as if pondering. And then he turned his head slowly to the left and looked in the direction of my closed office door. Now get this. There in front of the door, I could see another one of those visions. Now at this point, if you want to bail out of this episode, I wouldn't blame you too much. But you're into it this far, so why not keep listening? Ah, you're staying with me. I appreciate it. So right there, just inside my office door, I saw, in my mind's eye, the presence of Jesus. He was standing there with his arms stretched out toward me. From out of his hands came an electric rainbow. A rainbow of colorful light and power that arced over the top of my desk. With the crackling sound of lightning, it bolted into and exploded throughout my whole being. I jolted upright in my chair with a feeling of emotional strength that I hadn't known before. Holy moly, I blurted out in complete shock as I turned to look at the spirit. He was still smiling. David, he said, practice his presence. This was principle number four. The scripture that immediately came to me and I wrote down was Psalm 25:15. It's this, my eyes are always on the Lord, for he rescues me from the traps of my enemies. He wants us to see his presence, and when we do, he will rescue us from the traps of emotional trauma. Last week, I quoted from Matthew 28, where Jesus said, Be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Yet, how many Christians actually believe in and acknowledge his real presence? He's really there with you, there with real strength. This is true even when people are threatening you. Look at this verse, Psalm 109.31. For he stands at the right hand of the needy one to save his life from those who judge him. Remember, when you're feeling needy or afraid, when you're challenged by your circumstance, practice his presence. It works. Well, Sunday morning came, and I was looking forward to the opportunity. To speak in church, that is. Yep, I woke up and right away told my soul that I, we, 
were looking forward to the opportunity. It, my soul, started to make a case for fear, but I kept on saying, I look forward to the opportunity. All the way to church, while engaged in car ride type conversation, I secretly mumbled orders, soul talk, under my breath. I'm looking forward to the opportunity. By the time I walked through the church doors, my soul partner inside was actually calm and looking forward to the opportunity. But just to make sure, I repeated the phrase several more times until the moment arrived for me to speak. It was awesome. I had never remembered feeling so relaxed and at ease when speaking. Everything was going great until about halfway through my message when we suddenly stopped looking forward to it. I don't know how it happened, but right there in the middle of my message, I lost it. My soul partner started freaking out. I froze. I drew a complete blank and went completely speechless. Sweat began forming on my forehead as I fought to remember what in the world I was talking about. Now, fear can cause one's imagination to get super creative. So it appeared to me that all my dear friends were growing horns on the top of their heads. I imagined that at any minute they would start throwing things at me. It was awful. My soul was beginning to panic when suddenly... I remembered. I scanned the auditorium, and there he was, way in the very back of the sanctuary, right behind sweet old Esther Hogue in the very last row. I saw Jesus standing, and out of his hands came the rainbow of light and power, arcing with magnificent colored energy, just above Esther's head, charging right at and into me. You think I'm making this up, don't you? But just like I've told you before, this is exactly how it happened. In an instant, I snapped to attention. I became absolutely fearless, and I jumped right back on board my train of thought. It was great. His presence gave me immediate, commanding confidence, just as it did in my office. So many times since that Sunday morning, I've practiced this principle. I have practiced his presence. Once, late at night, while flying over the Pacific Ocean at 35,000 feet, our plane ran into a violent storm. It started rocking extremely hard and then suddenly falling, and I immediately tensed up. My hands became part of the armrests. And then I remembered the Spirit's words once again. David, practice his presence presence. I looked up and saw Jesus standing there next to the in-flight movie screen with his arms outstretched and that electric rainbow flowing out of his hands and flooding into me. I completely relaxed. In an instant, the fear was gone. Time after time, he has been there. And every time I see him, the fear is gone. Now, for the sake of clarification, I'm certainly not saying you need to see a rainbow to be spiritual or have emotional control. Though God did make rainbows, and rainbows are biblically sound, seeing one is not necessary for mental health. 
On the contrary, seeing things, as you've no doubt heard, generally doesn't produce a very positive mental diagnosis. But despite the opinions of the mental health community, I believe there's one thing that's very healthy to see, for you to see, dear friend, and that's the strengthening presence of the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit. Remember again, this isn't about religion. It's about relationship, a mutual relationship. Don't miss out. Take an active part in this real relationship by hearing Him and seeing Him. Choose with your spirit to hear and see, and you'll begin to experience a new commanding confidence. Dear friend, as you consider what lies ahead, I urge you to speak to your soul and look forward to your next opportunity to conquer. And whenever the time comes, practice His presence. You might try doing that right now. Dear Holy Spirit, I fully believe that you have directed us today. I believe you do these things because you truly want us to live life to the full and to be conquerors, more than conquerors. Holy Spirit, as this dear one chooses to face the future with faith and then watches for the Lord Jesus, Fill this one with profound confidence and joy, knowing He is always with us, even to the end of the age. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.